What's up, Overcomers? Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button. Give us a rating. Write us a review. It would simply be the best Christmas gift that I could ever get, and it doesn't cost you a thing. My guest today is writer, director, comedian, producer. The man does it all, Mr. Neil Brennan. And if you don't know him by name or by face, you definitely know him by his body of work. He is the co-creator of arguably one of the funniest sketch shows in human history in The Dave Chappelle Show. He's written on, directed, or produced some amazing products in Half-Baked, written on SNL, The Daily Show, Inside Amy Schumer, The Female Brain, and the list goes on and on and on. And he has one of the funniest, profound, prolific comedy specials on Netflix right now titled Three Mics. Just go on Netflix, type in his name, Neil Brennan, it pops up. I've never seen anybody do a comedy special like this, and it was so groundbreaking. And the story about his father that he closes out his show with is simply superb. And besides being just a massive fan of his, he is one of the more vociferous and outspoken individuals about his mental health and about his battles with depression. Because by all societal standards, he should be happy. Multiple millions of dollars in the bank, check. Fame, fortune, house, car, check, check, check. He has admiration, adulation when we could get together virtually every single week and standing ovations. He's been around the world twice, talked to everybody once, hobnobs with some of the biggest names in the world. Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Jerry Seinfeld, Joe Rogan has had lunch and, and dinner with presidents of the United States. The, one of the things that I love about him and that he was so open about, he's like, listen, I've been to the mountaintop. There's nothing up here. You have to figure out what happiness and what fulfillment is on the inside. And he's very open and honest about the different modalities that he used to try to cope with it. Hey, this worked. This didn't. This made me feel a little bit better. This made me feel a lot worse. This really worked. And he goes through it all. And I was just so honored to have him on. And I got a lot out of talking with him. And I think you will too. So please welcome Mr. Neil Brennan. Mr. Neil Brennan, thanks for coming on the Overcoming You podcast. I do appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. Uh, thanks, man. I want to kind of get into the topic of the day. And definitely, you are definitely one of the individuals in the comedy space that have been the most vociferous or outspoken about your battles with depression and the fact that you've overcome all of it. So the irony is not lost on me. The fact that it's got to be difficult for you to be like, hey, I've gone through the depression, but come on to my show. You'll laugh your fucking ass off. So I understand that that could be a little bit difficult being in the comedic space, but I oh, do yeah, appreciate you. you know, yeah, you would think it's that um, it everybody, you know, whether the comedians, comedians don't aren't liked for their jokes. Ultimately, they are liked for their jokes, but the comedians are like because the, the people like you and relate to you and 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 uh, have a relationship with you. So I think that's it. You'd think it would be like, uh, I mean, the joke I make is I was afraid after three mics that I would do be doing a show and somebody would heckle me like, be sadder. <laughs> but it just people just like you. They want to see you do well. They, they, they like you. So yeah, it's, I was the first person to approach it from a, from a, a sad place. <laughs> Right. Or not maybe the first, but one of the first. So, uh, so yeah, it, 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 I don't, it's not, it hasn't been a, uh, it, it hasn't hurt me. Yeah. So you've done a lot of modalities, been through a lot of different types of treatment and stuff. One of the major ones that I think that the reason why I reached out to you that we'll get to in a little bit, but I want to kind of go through a couple things first. 
is that for some reason in Western civilization, especially in America, we have this thought process of, I will be happy when dot, dot, dot. I will be happy when I have three commas in my bank account. I will be happy when I have the significant other. I'll be happy when I get the promotion. I'll be happy when my podcast does Joe Rogan numbers. That might be oddly specific to somebody here on the channel, but hey, that's neither here nor there. I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot. But here you are. You you got all, all I did dot, was dot, create dot. a big TV show. <laughs> yeah, you got all the dot dot dots. You multiple millions of dollars check. Co-created arguably one of the greatest sketch um, comedic shows of all time. Check. You have an amazing comedy special on three mics. Prolific, profound. Before when we could get together, selling out shows a lot more than you know seventeen tickets, whatever you can do in the backyard or whatever today. Selling out shows every single weekend. Adulation, admiration. Um, hobnob with some of the biggest people and celebrities in the world. Don't worry, I'll name drop for you. You know, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Rogan, Barack Obama. You got all of the dot, dot, dots. So pardon for the the lame question, but how, how did I manage possible that you still depressed through all that? How? Uh, uh, because it doesn't matter. None of that stuff really matters if your synapses aren't firing correctly. If you don't have the right chemicals in your brain, uh, a big check will give you an ego boost and an adrenaline rush, but it's not actual pleasure. I think, I think for you to have actual pleasure is, um, takes, it's got to have some love in it, I think. That, I think that's what I've come to is that is that if there's not there's not any sort of uh, genuine emotion besides like I'm cool, it doesn't you know like even the stuff I would even the stuff I would say uh, that all the people like uh, Rogan, Dave, Chris, uh, Barack Obama, <laughs> <laughs> or Al, well, let's take Ellen. Ellen's a better example. Yeah. So the thing I like about my relationship with Dave, it, it's it's independent of the TV show, mm -hmm. meaning the TV show is incredibly cool and incredibly meaningful and incredibly evocative and just I like what the seven means to me is it means to me what it means to most people I think. Yeah. Um and. But the real thing that I remember is me and Dave's the hang. It's like hanging out and working or walking around like when we were doing half baked and yeah. or like we walked around for I mean the thing I would say about Dave is you know it's it's funny to watch it's like watching your roommate become the Dalai Lama where you're like, all right, <laughs> I thought you were great. Uh, I always thought you were great. I didn't know you were the Dalai Lama. Right. Uh, so like the amount of adulation he gets now is it's, I find it, I find it, honestly, I find it absurd. Um, sure. Not, which didn't say he doesn't deserve it. It's just to say, I wish people could see it from my point of view. And it, with Chris, it's like me and Chris's relationship is about, it's I, it's a, just a lot of conversations. Yeah. He said, <laughs> he said before, like, well, you know, we should we should figure out um, something to do together work wise. And I was like, why? 
Like, I don't right. care. I'd rather just talk. I like, like, uh, you know, Ellen, I worked with a little bit on her last special and, yeah. and the thing that, that I'm sorry, my dinging, the thing, I, I, the thing that, I, sorry, man. Um, <laughs> popular. No, I know it's, it's Ellen. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I just need to turn off the, the, uh, tell Ellen I'm, I'm taken. I'm married. Sorry. Let me turn off the notification. Um, have you ever read, did you read or have you heard about that, um, that 75 year study that Harvard's been doing on human behavior and happiness? Which one? Well, it's the only 75 year study that I, I know, but it's literally been going for 75 years. They started with 604 people 75 years ago. There's been like four different directors, but it's the longest running study on human behavior. And basically what they figured out is that over that course of the time, you can figure out there's been billionaires coming from Harvard, but there's also been people that went way down into janitors and everything like that. But they figured out that the one commonality and the one common denominator is actually something you just said, which is connectivity, connectivity with two to five people, two to five times intentionally per month makes you the happiest person out of all those people. That's what they all said. And you said that in a roundabout ways, like it's just the fucking hang. It's just chilling with chilling with yeah, the boys. So it's like the walk and talk what they call in yeah. movies or sitcoms or whatever like it's the it's the walk and talk and the 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 like the thing i remember to ellen was went to her house and had met her once went to her she saw three mics went to her house and beautiful house and i expected servants or whatever yeah, so me and her on her por- on her back porch. She's wearing shorts, no shoes, and a t-shirt, and me and her just talking. And that, is that all you like, is that all you really did? Yeah, no, Come uh, on. I, no, I know, I know you. Like this. I you're hitting this joke hard. Uh, like it's just me and Ellen talking, or like Rogan now is a big thing, and. He's a little, he has alt righty guests on, which I w- wish he wouldn't do. And people go, How can you be friends with this guy? And it's like, because he was nice to me in 1992. Yeah. When I was a high- college dropout with a bob. Like, <laughs> like, so there's no, there's no, uh, I don't know. It's just that it, it's a, it's a connection. It's a feeling. It's a, it's a, it's, it's feeling like you know someone and they know you. Yeah, the next thing I wanted to ask you, I just had, I had this um, lead singer of this band, huge band, Dirty Heads. They played out the sold out shows, thirty five thousand people, and super su- successful. You know, the one percent. I say that in a factual way, not like a demeaning way. Yeah. But one of the things that he was talking about because he went, he's battled depression and mental health, and I wanted to ask him, and I want to ask you the same thing, is that he was started to talk about the thoughts that he had, and I was like shit, I've had those exact same thoughts. And it's so, so many DMs and so many emails of people going, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. So can you kind of explain or just kind of go over what are some thoughts that you're going through? Because it's not, you're not worried about money. You're not worried about fame. You're already famous. You're not worried about succeeding. You already succeeded. I mean, what's, what are some of the thoughts that were going through your head during those times? I mean, a, a lot of what, uh, my negative thought patterns were uh, trying to dispute or discount what you would consider facts, right? Mm. Uh, meaning, 
I got money, but yeah, but you, I mean, I, the, the best example I could, I, I have, cause it's so you, you wouldn't believe how stupid it is. Um, when Dave hosts tonight live and the last time he, for the, when Trump got elected, um, I wrote a good sketch. Right. And, uh, and, and it, I realized that prior to that, whenever I thought about being a good sketch writer, I would think, yeah, but those are single camera sketches. Meaning Saturday Live has four cameras and I was good at writing one camera sketches. So like mm. that's slicing it pretty thin there, Brainy. Yeah. Uh, like that, you know, or you search for that. I mean, yeah, it's a real, it's like someone calling sports radio and going like, yeah, but LeBron is the, he, he, he Jordan's bet, you know, it's whatever, like just looking yeah. for, some some uh reason to discount the positives of your of your life and and that's the thing thankfully i've had things like when i did three mics and that was like the most popular thing i'd ever done by myself that i i'm i'm i regret to say that did help yeah um in that it made it made my voice, my it made the voice in my head less credible. I've been having this thought for a long time, and I, I'm almost certain I'm correct. Is that one of the greatest feelings on the face of the planet is to be proud of yourself, void of narcissism, void of anything, void of ego, just following through on what you tell yourself you're going to do. Like that's the only way that I figured out how to build my self worth, self image, self belief, confidence, and it doesn't have to be huge. You did something grandiose and big, which is probably an even easier way or or a more helpful way to kind of yeah, counteract those thoughts. You'd be surprised like where the things like that are so big that it's almost hard to it doesn't feel like ordained, but it's hard to take it's just so many things line up. Whereas yeah. you're right. If I write down I've been doing a thing where I write my kind of goals for the day, the day before sure. and if the if the if the goal is to write a page of jokes or whatever, that can be as satisfying as literally doing a Netflix special. Yeah, it yeah, just I've, I mean that's like the sort of good and bad part of the brain. Like, oh well, yeah, that works. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it doesn't have to be something big. I've told the story before on the podcast. People are like shut the fuck up about your stupid quarter story. But um, one of the things that I did the connecting the dots going backwards that I did after my failed suicide attempt, you know, I was in bed for months, weeks. And I was like, I got to do something prove myself. I can fucking do something. I can follow through on something. So I literally just took a quarter and I told myself for 30 days, I'm going to move it from my nightstand to my dresser, nightstand to my dresser. It's, I know it seems so small and so no, minute, no, that's but that's where I was at that time. That's also like weirdly, incredibly cinematic. Yeah. And, and at like, day, th sorry, at day 30, I went there and I put it down and, it's almost like every single thing else, even when I do something good, I'm an awesome guest or I, or I do a talk at a school or something, the feeling is the same. It's like a feeling of, yes, I did that, but it's not this overwhelming, like, oh my God, this was the best thing ever. It's, a, it's amazing. It's just the fact that feeling that I follow through on something I tell myself I'm going to do is just being proud of yourself. It's got to be just one of the best feelings on the face of the planet because it's just you, you're not flexing on on Instagram or anything like that. It's just the feeling within and to finally do that is like one of the most, it's the best way that I found to overcome or battle 
this thing in between our fucking ears. Yeah. So. And that's like, uh, it is, it doesn't have to be big. It yeah. Just be, you just have to, uh, follow through and, and then the next week you could do two coins. Yep. Yeah. And it's progressing. Yeah. I'm putting it on top of that. So I want to kind of go into a few, you've done a ton of modalities to kind of overcome depression, kind of push through. And then I want to go to the, the bohema, the big grand puba one that, uh, yeah. that, uh, we'll talk about. So can you list some of the things that you've done before? I know you've done TMS, which I did, you know, some other things, some ketamine, can you kind of go down like the laundry list of things? So just so the listeners know, like, fuck, he's really done a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, in when I was 24 or five, I started taking Zoloft. Um, and that Zoloft worked really well for me. I mean, you know, okay. it worked, it, it was definitely made me more buoyant. Um, the thing I, I remember texting somebody and going like, Hey, I, or maybe talking on the phone. This is back when we would talk on the phone. <laughs> um, I said, uh, I understand why people dance now. I don't want to, but I at least understand what they, before I was like, why are you, what would possibly inspire that? Right. Um, and it was Zoloft, it turns out. Everyone was on <laughs> Zoloft. That kind of stopped working, let's say after, I would go off sometimes, but sporadically, then I would go back on. Nothing, I was never suicidal. That was the thing. I was always just, I had dysthymia. So like chronic dysthymia, not a lot of joy. And, um, and then I, it's it kind of just stopped working probably in when I was 20, like, let's say 35, 35, 36, just kind of couldn't do it anymore. Just wasn't. So then I started sw- trying ones and just nothing was working like and i'd be nauseous or i'd be i'd gain weight with no appetite just stuff that was like yeah. not right uh sexual side effects no boner stuff and uh so i started looking at alternatives and 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 you know the the sad part of it is there's so little information um about yeah. you know the thing I'll say about therapy is because I went to therapy most of that time. The thing I'll say about therapy is it's really dishonest of therapists. They don't tell you about other modalities. They don't tell you even about different kinds of therapy besides what they offer yeah. and what they studied. And that's f- fucked up. It's irresponsible it, yep. because you've got potential. I mean, I wasn't suicidal, but you've got potentially suicidal people and look, man, if they would benefit from cognitive behavioral therapy and you're young, Ian, yeah. you got to tell them. And they don't. Um, and uh, so whatever. So then I, I got most of my new info from Reddit. So I re- saw on Reddit that they were you could get um, you could start you could try ketamine. Mm-hmm. So How'd I tried work? ketamine. Say, man. How'd that work? I did not like ketamine. Yeah. I just didn't, it did not agree with me. I, I, I felt like I had come out of a, out of surgery, mm. which is, which is, it is a horse tranquilizer. So <laughs> yeah, literally I felt like a horse coming out of surgery. And, but now having said that, I spoke to a friend of mine on Monday, a woman who just did ketamine and loved it. 
Hmm. Uh, everyone's different, right? So yeah. um, tried ketamine, didn't like it. Tried TMS. And um, tell everybody what TMS is. TMS is short for transcranial magnetic stimulation. How'd that work and for you? I really like TMS. Me too. Um, Me too. I, it's not, it, it sounds worse than it is. It's kind of not yes. bad at all. It's more uneventful than anything. Um, you sit in a chair, they put a paddle or helmet, whatever the, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, um, and they put it actually on this side of your head and it just like tick, 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 tick. And it's not, doesn't hurt. It's not like great, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah. And you can just sit there and watch TV. Like you're not. Like ah, that was the ah, one I had the best one out of that, but it wasn't like you go do TMS. You know, they, when I went in there, they went, Oh wow, you're really fucked up. You need to come. And I had to do like six sessions a day. So I'd have to go there, go back into my car, 30 minutes, go back in my car. They're like, you need to be in your pronto. So I did like, I think like 50 or 60 sessions because they're like, we need you in here a lot. I <laughs> did you're, 45, but not, okay. I didn't have to sit in my car. I would just do one. I would do like, Four a week. They'd make me go in there. I would do the treatment 10, 15 minutes, whatever it was, 20 minutes. Then I'd have to go out to my car for 30 minutes, then come back, go out, come back. But the thing with TMS is that what happened for me is that um, I'm probably one of the people that you dislike the most. I'm the people that make jokes all the time, but just aren't good at it. (laughs) So, but I lost that. But all of a sudden, like halfway through the treatment, I was going in there and I started making jokes. And then I was, remember driving home, I'm like, you kept making that Ellen sex joke to people, to nurses that had. Yeah. No you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. They didn't get it. They didn't get yeah. it. Nobody. Uh, too, too highbrow, too highbrow. Um, but all of a sudden I was like, Oh, Whoa, I haven't felt like shit in a while. And I've kind of become me again, kind of the outgoing gregarious person that I was versus the shell. So it wasn't like this, you go and get the treatment and then boom, you're like done or anything like that. But it was just a, one of those things. No, it's where, gradual. Yeah. Very gradual, but it was the best thing outside of the last one that we'll talk about the best thing that worked for me the best it was it worked for me the best but with everything around it because i started meditation practice started eating healthier stopped drinking so much so everything together kind of helped started getting exercise it was a combination of everything but it definitely was the catalyst for sure for me yeah Uh, Yeah. and and it's covered by a lot of insurances which people don't know yeah but this is this speaks to how silly the whole thing is yeah i'm i mention it on the daily show doing it because i used to i was on the daily show and as i was telling trevor about it because he has depression i realized that i would watch the daily show while i was getting it done i would watch him on the day like when he first started Uh so but now having said that so few people talk about it Yes. That the company that makes the machine wanted me to be the spokesman. And they had that clip on their front page of their website. That's how little in, I still get. Nobody talks about it. No, no. Nope. It has a Prozac and Zoloft and they know about all that. Nobody talks about a really like one of the most effective kind of prescribable. Yeah. Um, per, per data, per like tangible yeah. scientific yeah. data. Yeah. It's in there. I had my doctor on the podcast going over and she, it was a little bit too heady because she, you know, she's just a doctor person, but super, you know, intelligent. Yeah. She's just going, she was laying it out perfectly. This is what CBT does compared to TMS. This is what therapy does compared to TMS. This is what this uh, medications do compared to TMS and TMS beat them out verbatim, verbatim. That's yeah. not the right word. All of it, beat yeah. them out every fucking time. And I'm like, why does nobody talk about it? And she goes, I don't know. 
She's like, yeah. I can't get the word out fast enough. I yeah. said, call and Neil Brennan. I know. Well, I mean, I, I shouldn't be the spokesman. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't be the only one talking about. It. I'm not like I think because these other cowards won't. Yeah. I don't. I mean, first of all, I don't. Ha- I don't have a hard time uh, talking about mental health anyway. But right. And I like never did. Yeah. The, the once you get the something like TMS that works, you kind of go, wait. So what was therapy? Like, what yeah. even was that? Like. I call therapy now. Uh, I go, um, you're going to go to therapy and repeat your problems? Yeah. Like, uh, so where were we? Let me, I repeat, my mother was just, whatever your thing is. Right. Uh, you know who fucked up therapy for me? Makes something. It helps. Uh, it actually helps. Therapy did work, but I was listening to a podcast and Bert Kreischer was on the podcast and he was talking about his time in therapy and it, it got in my head is that he goes, I went to therapy and all I could think about is that this bitch needs me to keep coming back because she has a mortgage to pay. So it's in her best interest not to fix my problems. The next thing I went, I'm like, you have a really nice car out there. Like we're not seeming to get anywhere. So totally kind of fucked me out. Obviously it's more funny. I don't think therapists are um, nefarious. I don't, I mean, I think they, they can be self-interested. Yeah. uh, And they can be helpful and they can, some people respond well to talk therapy. I'm, I knew a comic comedian buddy of mine who used to go to therapy for three hours a session. Whoa. And I was like three hours. And he goes, we're comics, man. We can bullshit for an hour and a half, <laughs> which is like, yeah, you're, he is Got right. Point. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to uh, slander therapists. I think that therapy can be helpful for sure. Uh, but I think that you need to try a variety. Uh, being able to try a variety should be built into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they should have to recommend somebody like, okay, you're going to do this this week and then you'll come see me. And then you also have to go see this person and see which one you respond to best. Yeah. Would you, would you go to Japan or China for? You said you went to Japan. Uh, I went to China for better TMS. Oh, really? Yeah. They have like, they have better machines because they don't have um, regulations. They don't have uh, like approval. They don't have the FDA basically. They just go like, we got a machine. They go, all right, fuck it. I mean, it's Uh, not that wide open, but, but they don't have the um, regulations that we have. And I like the regulations we have. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it was better TMS. It was, I did it a year ago. Um, so I also did EMDR, which I would like to say. Ooh, what's that? Um, look at Google it. I, it's eye movement. Uh, I want to say eye movement rapid desensitization. Oh. It basically, it's some bihemispheric brain stuff where yeah. if you're if you get stimulated, you put a paddle and like tiny paddle in both your hands. Uh, like I don't even know what to call it, like a little orb. And, it go, and they they alternate, boom, 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 like click, 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 click. It does something in your brain where if you, while that's happening, if you uh, think about a traumatic event in your life, uh, it will, it can rewrite over it. Mm. Interesting. Like a, like a CD-ROM. Gotcha. Where it, can, it, it can rewrite the memory in your brain. 
and it's helpful for it's <clears> been very helpful for PSD. Not I, a little bit my PTSD, but 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 uh, studies wise, yeah, EMDR has been really really helpful. All right, now let's get to the good stuff. Everyone wants to keep their home and family safe, whether it's from a break in a fire, flood, or medical emergency. Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24/7 protection. With Simply Safe, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors, you get the best professional monitors in the business. They've got your back day and night ready to send police, fire, EMTs when you need them the most straight to your door. Simply Safe has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in just about 30 minutes. It's super simple, super easy. Then Simply Safe's professionals take over from there monitoring your home 24/7 and ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. Plus, with Simply Safe, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no installation costs. That's huge. Right now, my listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/overcoming. You also will get 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe.com/overcoming for your free security camera today. That's simplysafe.com/overcoming. We are also supported by. Pure Spectrum CBD. You've heard me say it before. They are simply the gold standard by which CBD companies and products should be measured. And now, not only don't even take my word for it, they actually literally just won the award for that by having the best CBD products for 2020. I'm telling you, these products are outstanding. Visit PureSpectrumCBD.com and use code OCY at checkout and you're going to save 10% on your entire order. My wife and I, we use everything from the face moisturizer to the topical to the drops to the bath salts. We use it all and all the products are top-notch gold standard. Visit PureSpectrumCBD.com and use code O-C-Y. PeerSpectrumCBD.com, promo code O-C-Y. One of the things with comedians that I don't think get enough credit is the painstaking brevity and the economy of words that you guys and gals go through to describe. And because you you can put one word in one spot and it means something totally different and you have a way of describing it and explaining things. And so I have to be honest, it makes me feel a little, have a little shot in Florida with you because you explaining ayahuasca through your own accounts. is like that you've done it beautifully and done it extremely well, but to your own accounts, it's like, it doesn't even do it justice. Like the vocabulary words don't even do it justice. So you but, can't. Uh, I mean, I can exactly. try. And the, the, it's like, it's, 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 uh, it defy it. It defies. It's like more it, it, words can't describe that kind of thing. But it's yeah, also yeah. words uh, minimize it. Yep. In yeah. a way that you can't. What was yours like? Because I keep telling my story. What was your? What, I, we're talking about ayahuasca. Yep. What was your ayahuasca experience? Yeah. Like? So I went down to Costa Rica and did it. So you know we always talk about set and setting. It was the fucking perfect thing. Went down to ayahuasca and it was something, something like out of a movie. It was this great couple from Philadelphia, Matt and um, Jenna. They, this is what they wanted to do. They have like 70 acres, uh, one big, huge like mansion. Everybody gets their own room, their own bathroom. They got a pool. It's just gorgeous, lush green. How did you find them? 
new new life ayahuasca shout out to new life ayahuasca so we just type in ayahuasca it's actually like the second one they're actually really good with with seo oddly enough yeah but um it's we, one of the best tribes, things they're ever. better than the tribes uh they're better than the <laughs> peru, peru. Tribe. huh yeah so i went down there and spent a week with them and did two sessions down there and you said Who something led the sessions i'm sorry who led the sessions? Matt did. He's uh, he went to Africa and did got a shaman credentials or whatever you do. Went down there and did um, a boga and all the real gnarly ones. And I was down in Africa. Too. I should have mentioned that. Did you really? Yeah. Whoa. I uh, didn't really. I kept doing heroin. No, it's, it's <laughs> big for uh, it's big for uh, ending drug addiction. That I was him. That was him. I didn't find it. I, nothing changed uh, like demonstrably in my life. I did it, I think, three years ago. I did require one hour less of sleep per night after that. that, that Which was, is interesting and like not nothing. Right. But that I don't know if that's like um, in the brochure. <laughs> it, but it is. A, it's great. I was happy to, you know, get the extra hour. But it was just a funny like, okay. Yeah. So how did you get, tell the, um, walk us through that. Who told you about ayahuasca? Have you heard about it before? I'd heard about it a lot, you know, cause it's kind of out there as yeah, a, it's like in the you know, DMT ayahuasca and, um, and I, I'd obviously heard about it a lot. And then, and then I was talking to somebody who I will not name, but they're, uh, one of the biggest movie stars ever. And, and they were saying that they had done it and uh, that it was so helpful. And yeah. especially from a psychological point of view, um, they described it as it's like this plant knows your deepest secret and says like, Hey, we're going to, we got to talk about that um, and helps you process it. That hasn't been my experience in the, two times I've done it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I expect that. And I, and I, and I'm, Oh, I'm, I would like to process more traumatic emotions. I definitely, pro I've dealt with some stuff on ayahuasca that I don't think I wasn't dealing with. Yeah. I just cried about it more so far. That's been my experience, but the the sort of big big ups so once the person told me um then another friend of mine well i'll tell chris rock because you mentioned him and he's been promoting it yeah. um uh he emailed me uh an article or texted me an article from the new york times about about ayahuasca and he's like we got to do this and i was like first of all who gets their drug information from the new york times you square <laughs> and um because he's been like very much more into therapy lately. So, so I called the first person who recommended it. Uh, he gave me a number and then I got the, and I, and I set up a thing and we did it. And, uh, yeah. it was, uh, very, it was just cool. It was really, I saw sting the singer say, not the wrestler say, um, that it was the first spiritual experience he'd ever had me. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt where I was like, 
Oh, this is a spiritual. This is spiritual. Yes. This is, it's not religious at all. I would say that religion, if religion is based on somebody's ayahuasca experience, it's the worst game of telephone I've ever, I can imagine. Yeah. If you experience ayahuasca the way I experienced it, and then you end up with Catholic mass, you something's gone wrong. <laughs> something went, <laughs> something um, went wrong. This is just for me, but I want to see what you th- you think. I think doing ayahuasca was the best singular thing I've ever done for myself in my whole 38 years of, of being alive. Well, and I know that's grandiose to say, but I mean that for yourself. What do you mean? Say that again. When you say thing I did for myself, what do you mean? The best thing that I done for myself to improve myself, to make me myself happier. Um, and I don't want to come off and I want everyone listening. to no, understand I, that. I, I didn't take I, ayahuasca I, and all of a sudden yeah. I was ha- happy. But no. it was the best, I hate this fucking word too, the best like enlightening um, thing that I've ever, ever done. You know, no marathon running, no working out, no um, meditation, no married to, to my wife, you know, all these things, like the best thing I did for myself, this was the best thing. And it's something that I just want to do like minimum, like once a year for like the rest of my life. Cause it's just had such a profound effect on on me and i feel like i've just scratched the surface in the two times that i did because the two times that i did i was just to give my little bit more of my story i was just focused on or my experience was i was <laughs> i was actually being flipped off a bunch by like uh clowns or like gestures or something like that and what they're what they were telling me it was like hey shut the fuck up you're not that cool like nobody gives a shit about you like like nobody is thinking about you, Josh, like nobody cares. Not like nobody cares. Like no one doesn't love you. It's just like, stop trying to accomplish all these things. Stop trying to keep going up the copper ladder. Stop trying to have the money. Stop trying to have a fucking Ferrari. Nobody gives a fuck about any of that crap. They just want to know about you. And so it was something that was like laughing out loud because it was humorous in the way that it was happening and the way I was envisioning it. Cause I was just laying down and my eyes were closed. So I was seeing all this stuff, but it was so funny after the thing subsided because while I was in that realm or whatnot, you know, there's no up, there's no down, there's no left, there's no right. There's no heavy, there's no light. There's no, no dark, no nothing. There just is. And I did, there was like a fraction of a second where I got up and I, we were in this like yoga studio, beautiful yoga studio, like teak, uh, wood, perfect for a ceremony, like the picture perfect for a ceremony overlooked the beautiful, um, bushes and everything. And wow, but it's like bushes? 10 foot. Oh, you got that bushes view. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got like 10 foot ceilings. It's got like 10 foot ceilings. And I just, I got up and I just went to go reach like a 10 foot ceiling. Like I thought I could just touch it. And I ended up falling over right on my face. Cause I was still in this stop process or in this space where I was like, Oh yeah, if I want to go over there, I just go over there, you know, kind of this yeah. quantum physics things. You want to be there, just be there. Yeah. And so, but it was the best thing that I could have ever done. I came back and I was exponentially lighter and my brain just seemed to work so good. You know, you know what um Kintsugi is the Japanese pottery. I don't. It's it's a thing in, in um Japan. The pottery breaks, you know, you have this like beautiful midnight blue pottery, the bowl breaks, and they put it together. Um, they glue it together, but they glue it with gold. 
And so now you have this beautiful thing and the whole thing symbolizes, hey, when you break, fill in the cracks with something beautiful and now you're even more beautiful. And I kind of feel like that's almost what ayahuasca did for me. My cracks and the fucked up synapses in my brain, it kind of filled it in with gold a little bit. So I was just a little bit more, I saw life just a little bit more beautiful, a little bit more as it is and not yeah. so much in here. Yeah, I don't, I, it's the, the, the times I've talked about it, I've tried to be clear that I'm a very cynical person. Uh, so I hope that in, in some ways that gives me credibility in this. Yes. Um, where I say it was the first thing I experienced that I thought, oh, this is worth worshiping. Not supplication, not I'm going to get punished, not, not any of the dogmatic Christian stuff I grew up with. Yeah. Just, this is a, such a beautiful spirit and force and there's no Jesus or God or the mayor, any of that stuff. There's just this feeling. And it was, it, since I've come out of it, the first time I did it, I did one cup and it was a great fun night. And it was, I, I was, I cried in gratitude for people, literally for spending time with people. Right. And then the, then I did a weekend mm -hmm. where I think in total, I probably had five cups shit and three and two. Right. Oh. The, by the way, the three didn't work. I was just kind of sick. Um, oh, but yeah, I just, they, he didn't, he was like, yeah, I, I didn't, he didn't calibrate the amount. Right. And so yeah. I was just kind of like, meh. Um, but it wasn't like, Wah! I wasn't fighting demons or nobody was, nobody gave me the finger. Yeah. Um, and, uh, since I've come out of it, it was, and this time I'm on day 17 yeah. of, of, or day 18. I haven't done it in 18 days and I still feel way more buoyant than I did. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, I stopped taking SSRIs. You have, but let's be clear with that. You have to go off any SSRI. Yep. You cannot it you, it can really hurt you if not kill you yeah. to be on SSRIs and and drink ayahuasca. So Get, just know that and don't you cannot take like well don't lie about it don't like it's yeah. it's dangerous for sure. Um, so uh, yeah, it's just it it is it is in that regard. I wish I had taken it twenty years ago. Yeah, it's the most progress I've ever. That's a good way to put it. There's a before and after. Yes. It's the Clearly most delineated before. Too. Yes. It's the most probable delineated before and after I can, I can even imagine. Yeah. Can you expand it felt on like that? like a that kid way. being born. It felt like that's the people always guys, especially will bring up like your kid, you have a kid and then, and it, I know it's so uh, absurd to think that anything can compare to that, but I got to say it, 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 it does. It does. I haven't had a kid, but but I gotta. This has to feel similar. It's like in the yeah. same family. What do you? Can you expand or, or elaborate a little bit more on that feeling of more buoyant? What do you mean by that? Well, the 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 thing that ayahuasca does that it's proven to do is turn off your default mode network. Meaning your default mode network being memories 
and it's like the brain is like a I always say brain is like a horror it writes horror movies it writes like yeah. dystopian futures um like sad presence and scary presence and um and uh in the past it writes like it you misinterpret everything you're the horror you're the monster in the past yeah. basically and you play so, it and ruminate all fucking day and ruminate it. ruminate and this Non-stop. literally reduces rumination yeah like that's the best yeah like where you just go oh i texted somebody about this the other day and this is a guy that's very successful and i texted him i didn't get a text uh, yesterday i know a clinical uh a a study saying that it turns off the default mode network Mm. and this guy who's a high achiever goes so I won't constantly think I suck all the time. That's so awesome. Um, so people don't realize how much of, of depression or how much of just a bad mood is, is rumination. It's, it's, um, it's the ripple effect. Rumination is basically the aftershock of a bad memory or a bad and it's just over and over and over yeah. and over, or, or a bad thought or a bad, and it just gets in the grooves and again, 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 again. And you can't, not like it makes you crazy, right? Um, but it makes you, it, it'll ruin your day. Yeah. It'll ruin My, your year or life or yeah. almost take, take your life. And yeah. That's the thing that I, that I say all the time is that, you know, a lot of my friends, <clears throat> I'm here in Newport Beach. So a lot of them are, are well to do and they don't, go through depression and I go, listen, here's the fucking thing is that it doesn't make a difference who you are. Fucking super famous comedian done all these things. If you let these thoughts get away from you, what happened and what happened to me, I was never depressed. I never had this gnarly depression or anything like that. What happens? I, I failed at something in one thought turned into two, turned into three, turned into four, turned into an hour, turned into a day, a day, turned into a week, week, turned into a month, month, turned into a year and a half. And then you are in a, situation where you're ready to take your life yeah if you and it was all because of the rumination and because i didn't have the modalities or have the understanding to be able to stop the thoughts or have something to show me the thoughts whatever it is you know i didn't have the the tools to do so and it's so crucial for everybody listening is that if you have a bad day if you have a bad thought you got to deal with it and you got to stop it or figure out ways to do it or figure out ways to reduce that rumination because if you don't figure out ways or we don't have tools to stop that it can take over your life real quick no matter who you are no matter whether yes. you're the one percent the 99 percent doesn't make a difference the, and the, the uh i would say that uh suicidal people and i can't prove this but and it might be a little glib but i'd say suicidal people suicidal people don't want their life to end they want that feeling to end yes like you don't the life is like collateral damage It's like, I have to turn this fucking machine off. Yeah. For me, it was the feeling of being a burden on every person that was in my life. And that is not me. I I am always the person that wants to make everybody feel good. I told you before we started, sorry for any stupid jokes. It's just my fucking nature. I'm horrible at it. But I try to put a smile on someone's face. I try to pay for dinner. I always want to make everybody happy. And I felt like I was a burden and I just wanted that burden feeling to stop. 
And I thought I could accomplish two things. One, I would make everybody else's life better without me being here. And two, I would stop that fucking feeling. And I would stop that day after day rumination about all the shit that I was doing, all the shit I wasn't doing or all the, the person I wasn't being. And so you're absolutely right. I wanted that feeling to stop. I liked my life. I love my people, but I just, that feeling was so great and so heavy that it was like, yes. I, I, I'm out. I'm out. The thing that I'd said in three mics that a lot of people, uh, DM me about is, uh, depression feels like a weighted vest. Yes. Like that's the thing. And you seem ungrateful and you seem, you are a downer. Yeah. You're being downed and you're also a downer. Like you, it's not that you're, you're naturally, uh, you might be naturally pessimistic. I think people are on a, you know, there's a, there's a, a continuum or a spectrum of that, but, but, um, but I don't, uh, it's, it's not them. Yeah. It's not me. Like I know what I'm like. I know what my spirit is like. And then I, I would see, not even, I would see, I would hear, I would, I don't, I would see video and I'd be like, you don't even, that's not even you. Like you just seem like, but like why the long face buddy? Yeah. And it was because I just had the wrong chemical composition and the wrong synapses firing uh with regularity and it needed i needed a reset yeah yeah the one thing that it, for anybody listening right now that is going through a depressed time or going through down or has that weighted vest the one thing that people that haven't been through that or don't know what that's like is that if you're going through that depression if you have that weighted vest of life on you are so much stronger than you give yourself credit for because simply getting the fuck out of bed and taking a shower and going to work is like swimming to swimming yeah. 500 yards with a weighted vest on. Yeah, like, I mean, it truly just do the regular stuff. Vest. So you give yourself credit when you take, when you manage to get it off and it's not, you will get it off via a combination of the hard work that you can already endure. Mm -hmm. uh, hold on. Is that Ellen? It's, I can't even get into it. Um, um, you're, you're, yeah, it's like, I, I don't want to see, I don't want to say like, you're stronger than you know, or it's so much, there's so much hallmark shit around this stuff, but, yeah. but uh, your brain's a little defective and you got to figure out a way uh, to, you know, figure out a way to, to make it less defective. Yeah. And, and there's medication, there's therapy and there's ayahuasca, there's magnets, there's EMDR, there's a lot of modalities and you know, maybe somebody won't get what we got out of ayahuasca. Try something else. Right. Try, try Ibogaine, try EMDR, try the natural ones, try the, try the legal and illegal ones. Yeah. I think you said that perfectly. I think one of the things that, you did knowingly or unknowingly is that you did all of these things that led you to some things that really, really worked. So just try But I think if you just try, just step, take one fucking step and try something, try therapy, try TMS, try running, try something. And if that doesn't work, I think that momentum, even that small little inertia will lead to something to hopefully where 
maybe TMS is your thing, or maybe ayahuasca is your thing. But if you just sit there on the couch and continue to ruminate, it's, I feel bad saying it. Cause I've been there. I fucking know what that's like. You're like, fuck you, dude. You don't know my life. I just want to sit here. I can't get the fuck out the door, but just try something, anything whatsoever. And I just think that little push, that little inertia will end up snowballing to hopefully it doesn't take as long as it took you and I, it will snowball and you'll get the modality that works for you. But just, just one thing, just start, just get up and start doing something. And that's what I just hope and wish and pray for anybody listening yeah, to this. And that's, and that's the whole point. The other sucky part is these are, these resources aren't available to everybody. And I don't mean it monetarily. I mean it, uh, location wise. Yeah. Um, geographically people cannot like there's some stat where there's like a lot of counties in America that don't have any, don't have any therapists working. None. Um, I can't remember yeah. where I saw the stat, but it's, I feel like it's 65%. So I'm like crazy. Yeah. And, um, and so go online, look stuff up. And if you got to travel, travel and just don't put a, there's also the, that sort of idea that for lack of a better word, that it's faggy um, to use like the eighties, nineties word. Yeah. That all this stuff is faggy. And I don't know, man, I, that seemed doing a, something faggy quietly or not even quietly doing, I, the the coolest people I know go to therapy. And the yeah. coolest people I know don't drink a lot, don't do many drugs, like that, you know, they're and they're 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 great interesting. Yeah. The people, people I love the most work on themselves the most. Yeah, it's like I don't people you ever get that thing where people go, oh, I'm sorry to be so like heavy. Like I'll go, I'll go on dates and girls will be like, I'm starting to talk so heavy. I'm like, I don't want to talk any other way. I don't have, I don't really care about the trivia of your life. Yeah. I don't care about like where I went to school. And then I did that. I want to, I truly want to know the trauma. I don't, yeah, my, I find everything else is irrelevant. That surface level conversation is, I just, it annoys the shit out of me. I'll do it for at a party or dinner or whatever, but I can't stand, I want to know who the fuck you are. Yeah, I want to know what you are, like. People aren't, people aren't used to it, and people are. It's still in most of the world a little faggy. Yeah, not being funny, but I really do believe more times that we can have conversations like this, especially with. And I say this as factual, not being demeaning or you're terrible. But when you have the quote unquote one percent like yourself, say, "Listen, I go through shit too. It doesn't fucking matter. Everybody goes through stuff, but it may seem stupid or something for." For you to hear that but the rest of the 99 they need to hear that because they feel like they're alone and they feel like if i got to neil's level i wouldn't have all that shit and you're sitting there going hey i've been to the top of the mountain i'm telling you you're gonna i still carried all the bags with me like i don't know what the fuck to tell you yeah but this is how it how it works more conversations like this and i'm not trying to pat myself on the back or pat us uh, on the back but i think the more times we can just be fucking real and have you or Chris Rock or the other super high high end person that told you about it say, listen, this is what I did. It fucking worked. It yeah. will destigmatize all of this bullshit, and it won't it won't be so dumb. Mental health will be the whole outlandish goal would be to have mental health and physical health be the exact same thing. 
you never in the history of ever would be in the gym, see somebody 700 pounds and go, you're a piece of shit or you're dumb or how lame are you? But for some reason, if I say I go to therapy, it's like, oh, really? Are you okay? Like, are you all right? Well, it's just, I, I think it's also the, the, the allowable emotions for guys. True. The, 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 the portfolio is about a centimeter thick. It's nothing. Yeah. So we're allowed to be angry. That's about it. And angry and horny. That's it. Yeah. Well, I say my joke is angry and bored (laughs) sucks. Um, And, um, but, but that's the, that's not anything. I mean, that's not, that's not true. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not true. So whether it's from guys pushing it or women expecting it or wherever it's coming from, I can tell you, uh, and not firsthand. I mean, I just think it's pitiful that I think it's pitiful what we're allowed and it's, you're limiting your life. Yeah. When you could, again, there's not uh, a, a, Come to emotion land. You'll love it's. It's just a fuller life. It's a fuller emotional, uh, you know, uh, portfolio. Yeah, I was talking. I told you I had that um, musician on last week or whatever, and we were just talking about the times that you feel or the times that I felt the happiest or the best is when I'm able to be 100% authentically me. And one of the times that works for me is um, I have the UFC fights on. I have my friends over that I've been friends with for. 27 years, 30 years. And I get to be, I get to be me one hundred percent authentically me. I get to talk to some people. Hey, I'm really going through a downtime or my wife's a, a real bitch today, you know, but I'm able to express the whole gamut of emotions without feeling put down or, or anything like that. And that is when I'm feeling, feeling the happiest. But to your point, because men can only be tough, strong, and with a six pack and a, and a beard that you and I so beautifully wear it's, it limits us it limits us as a human being when we're not quote unquote allowed to spread our wings or allowed to feel all those emotions and express all those emotions. And it's a disservice to, to men in that, in that regard, because the happiest you are is when you're 100% you just fucking around being you being Neil, not having to deal with fame or fortune or anything like that. But that's the, the thing to my point earlier, the, the, the things that I like about, uh, my relationships with all the all the people you mentioned earlier was was uh, like writing with at Ellen's house. We were both being vulnerable. Yeah. That's the that's the that's a that's probably the strongest bond. Guys think it's we were tough. We were soldiers. You're not. You don't feel the bond because you were tough. You felt the bond because you shared a fucking frightening moment. Yeah that where both of you saw in each other's eyes that you could lose it all. And that's the thing that you share. It's not the tough shit, right? Like the tough shit's like the, what, what that might be like the, what the, what the cover of the book says, but it's sharing vulnerability more than anything, like more than anything. So, so that's the, that to me is like the the tensile strength fiber of a of a good of a good relationship is is being honest whether it's scared happy ambivalent uh honest 
not want to get married to somebody you're getting married just stuff like that that's the shit that relationships are built on it's not we both like the lakers (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 plans to do ayahuasca again uh yeah um a bunch yeah i don't want to say when because it's illegal right allegedly sorry i'll put that in there I know we have a you have a hard out here, so I'll make sure to get you out, out on time. I just have I do have a couple more questions for you, but before we get to that, where can everybody find you? You have any dates coming up in COVID? Uh, not or? really. I have um I no, I just go on Netflix and type my name in and there's there's um uh my special three mics. I'm on uh Comedians of the World. It's another half hour special. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Seinfeld's Comedians and Cars with Coffee, and um, I tweet, <laughs> and I, I Instagram. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. You've obviously had a little bit of a different journey these past few months, but not doing stand-up, how has that affected you? Has that been a real I've done, I've done it enough. I mean, I've done it every maybe once a month. and um, That's I don't, kind of the methadone, right? You want the main line. Yeah, I don't, I, I, it is something I miss. I like the, I like the, pre, I like the, the writing jokes and then trying new jokes. Whereas when you do one show a month, it, you can't really do new jokes because you don't want to, you're just, you're so, you're get, trying to get your footing. Yeah. So it's hard to like, but trying a new thing or work a new, like, you can't work a new, like, it, that's the stuff I miss. Now, having said that, uh i i like i also am kind of lazy so (laughs) i'm happy Um, to not do anything so just last two questions and one of them i know we talked about it and i know it may annoy you but people are going to find value because of who you are and because of your your success so if someone is in that 99 percent tile and they want to become that one percent but they fucking think as soon as i get to neil as soon as i'm the next neil brennan as soon as i'm the next larry david as soon as I have that extra comma in my bank account, what would you tell them right now? What am what are they what do they want? They are want they, they think that they're mad? gonna be happy. They're they think that they're gonna be happy when they're you. Well, I always I used to tell us to somebody I knew who was getting successful. I said, success doesn't fix your problems, it just helps you avoid them temporarily. <laughs> so you can avoid them better. Yeah. Um, but it's still there. It's still like hounding you. It's going to, it's going to manifest itself in, in one way or another, yeah. whether it's drinking or, or bad relationships or uh, being an asshole to people or whatever. It's going to, it's going to come out and I'm, wouldn't to the earlier point of like this plant knows what your secret problem is. And it's like, we need to talk about it. Don't you want that? Yes. Especially in that if you're, it, I'm assuming anyone who listens to this is like interested in psychology and, and, and personal growth, but yep. don't you, don't, that's the whole point of a life is to not, I'm, I don't get too hung up on like, I improved and, and now I'm like, I not like a, and now I'm, I own nine buildings and I like just that, that whatever that, uh, financial, uh, I don't know what the fuck to call it. Yeah. It's like self-help, but financial and usually they're not selling whatever. Um, 
in financial inspo, FISPO, we'll call it. Um, the the it's all going to come down to you. Do you want to be Citizen Kane? Do you want to be the guy from from uh, There Will Be Blood, where you're a yeah. uh, captain of industry who's a fucking nightmare to deal with, and right. you somehow and but you've avoided doing therapy or you know like i don't know it seems like a dumb thing to not it's like never showering yeah you know who um shower you know who that dan blazarian guy is yeah i thought that's who you were uh pretty close um yeah couple couple commas shy but no uh, again you think it's commas (laughs) you're very you're still hung up on commas and listeners all that stuff no, you just have the exact same bit. You just look like if me and Dan Bloodzarian had a child. Perfect. No, he was on, when he was on Rogan, he was talking about um, you know, the state can only be so thick. I can only I can only get the newest Ferrari every single time. I've been in all the all the penthouses. I fucked all the girls, but I'm still not happy. Like having money, having fame, all that stuff will help, but it will just delay whatever you're currently going through or just hide it or avoid it. Just like you said, you got to deal with that shit now. And I think wherever you're at, you have to be happy, but not content. I think you should strive. I think you should constantly try trying to be getting better, but you got to be happy and just be happy where you're at. Because if you're happy making 50 grand, you'll be happy when you make 500. But if you're yeah. not happy making a hundred, you're not going to be happy making a million. It's not going to fucking fix it. Well, because it's from the, other, the inside. The we're not the thing that I differ with you on is the is the money aspect of it, in that uh, you can be happy but not content. No, you can be happy and content, but I don't think that it. I don't think it should be a false. Some people are not. Uh, some people are are emotionally healthy and emotionally integrated. Right. Um, I don't think that like no, you're not. I'm right. until you go to therapy. Some people are are doing great. They don't. They're just healthy. Yeah. Um, I personally would never was, but um, I'm not going to assume that other people need to do all the same work that I did. I don't think anyone would be worse off. But I. But the idea that you like, you got to get another comma in there. You got to stop being (laughs) that. I just don't. I just don't subscribe to that at all. Yeah, I just mean for the people that constantly are striving, that are those overachievers well, that want to get says anything. But it's like that. It's 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 um. How many more studies do you have to see before yeah. it's like money cannot buy you happiness? It just, in fact, there's an article in the New York Times this week about the guy who did the study about whether uh, people win the lottery versus people who are in wheelchairs. Yeah, they get into an accident, and um, and the conclusion was that people, it, it's your baseline that is all that matters. It doesn't matter how much money you get, whatever your baseline is, you're going back to that. Um, anyhow, that guy ended up committing suicide. Sweet, <laughs> which is never part of the never part of the uh, discussion. But it's a really, it's very, it's actually like insanely long article for the New York Times. But yeah. And I can't remember what it's called, but it, it, happiness is in there, and it's in the. It was in the opinion section. So and then, just so yes, you can be having intent, uh, but just be honest and don't be, don't be dumb about it. Don't yeah. be, don't be like, well, I don't know. I think I'm good. 
And then it's like, oh, did I ever tell you my dad murdered my mom? You're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You left that and part you're out. you're fine with that? Yeah, nothing. So. <laughs> then just last question. How do you personally build your self-worth? I guess habits and it's growing. I know that it's growing. And it's. I think it's growing from better habits in terms of, you know, like I said, I've been writing things down and like more, I guess it's like personal investment that isn't just narcissistic. It's not, hmm. it's not, I'm, I'm amazing. And I'm, I don't watch if I, I like, I'll record my standup and then I'll listen to it and I'm not doing it so that I can think highly of myself. I'm doing it so that I can improve that thing that I think is really worth improving. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. the part of me that I think it's a, it's a thing that means like so much to me. And I, if I can work on my habits as it's, as it pertains to that, um, it, that's better than that makes me go like, okay, like it feels like progressive. It feels like I'm making progress. Yeah. Well, brother, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, of course, man. I appreciate you talking about think I thank you very much for being honest and open. I know comedians hate compliments, but you're gonna have to suffer through one last one. Is what that, comedians you've been talking to? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I said in the very beginning, to have to be open and honest about it, like I don't I think you I'm not sure if you understand how much that helps people listening. And it I just do gets know because I get the DMs every day. I mean, that's the good. thing. I feel like uh, I don't take, I've literally never had a problem talking about mental health, uh, like ever. My, my family, when I was in my 20 years ago, people would be like, yeah, like, are you going to keep doing Zoloft and all that <laughs> stuff? Um, yeah. And, uh, and so I don't have any problem with it. I yeah. just don't see, I, I think it's, I think everyone else is, is, is silly when it comes to mental health, I don't, yeah. it's like having a, it's like having plantar fasciitis. Like <laughs> why wouldn't I talk about it? Yeah. And then just the last thing, you know, the whole laughter is a best medicine type of thing is that you should feel really, really proud of yourself because over your career, millions of people, millions of times have laughed and it's made their day just a little bit better. And not like, Oh, I heard Neil's joke and now my life's better. But that little chuckle, yeah, sometimes get them through a tough day. And you've done that for millions of people, millions of times. And that's just a, a very admirable thing. And I, I uh, commend you on that. Thank you should feel really, really proud of all that. That's really turns cool. Out, turns out ayahuasca is the best medicine. It's been <laughs> true. Laughter's been replaced. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, laughter. Have yeah. a seat. Cool. Uh, I appreciate it, man. All right. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Remember, right. be kind to yourself. Bye.